Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, you can notice my theme the last month and a half or so has been very investment heavy. In episode 10, talked about tech stocks, episode 11, bonds, episode 12, the January effect, episode 13, the 200 day. And today, gonna get a little bit more back to the basics of how to slice up the pie of asset allocation. Now, I have a blog post I am going to link to, which if you want to read through a transcript, this would be a great place with which to do it. Now, as uh, we talk about three basic principles, right? Asset allocation, risk tolerance, and how you can go about creating a diversified portfolio that balances your risk tolerance with a desired asset allocation. Many physicians tell me they have never received business lessons in medical school. So let's talk about that. Let's dive into class, this class of kind of investment 101 and get going on that. What is asset allocation? What does that mean? Basically, to sum up in a few words, asset allocation is the way you select your investments, the way that you are dividing up a portfolio. Asset allocation is meant to match different kinds of investments to help you be diversified. I like to think of it this way, right? A big Asian buffet, you get the salad bar, you get wonton soup, you get sauteed veggies, you have dumplings, fried rice, tempura, sushi, sweet and sour pork, Kung Pao chicken, lots of other dishes. And I'm getting getting hungry here. Now, some people might have a preference for veggies and sushi. Others might want fried rice and dumplings. Each person has different tastes, just like they have different objectives, different goals that they want to hit. You hear this over and over again, right? There's not one asset allocation that can fit everybody. Everyone has a unique situation. Here's some things I want you to think about for a little bit. Are you invested into stocks and or bonds. How much do you have in stocks relative to bonds? Are your investments here in the US? Are they international? How much do you have in US investments relative to international investments? Are they older companies? Are they newer companies? Bigger question being, how much risk are you taking with your principal? What risks are you subject to? How can you protect yourself against some of these risks? This may be a little overwhelming. Maybe you feel like my daughter, who I had a, a video of stomping around, pulling her hair in frustration, screaming at the top of her lungs. Well, you know, my friends, It's all about the risk 
right? You gotta find out what is your risk. I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've talked to someone, we're talking about, hey, what are the consequences of how you're currently invested? Do you feel comfortable with, if your portfolio drops by 30%, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna feel about that happening? Can you stomach that drop? Which really, it's, it's all about first understanding that, that tolerance and your behavior relative to that tolerance. If you can't stomach a negative 30% drop, you shouldn't be 80 or 90% in stocks. That shouldn't be a thing for you at all. And there's a lot of us that are financial advisors or, or online, you go through a robo person, they'll have you complete a risk tolerance questionnaire. And I find it really is helpful for me as an advisor in having a conversation with a client about it. Most risk tolerance questionnaires, you go through them, they're gonna ask about your time horizon, how much of a loss you can tolerate, what your outlook is for the investments and the economy. And really, I would all put this on a scale of one to five. One is your most conservative, five is your most aggressive, and everything in between. A moderate risk tolerance being three, which is where an awful lot of people are at. But I see an awful lot of threes that are actually invested like fives. And it's like you get this mismatch between their risk tolerance versus how they're actually invested. But of course, that's not all. For me personally, taking into consideration a client's goals when they want to accomplish them can really vary the risk tolerance for a client from client to client, even from account to account. Like let's just say, for example, like me, you got a, a kiddo going off to college here soon and you're gonna need $50,000 out of the 100K you have invested in a joint account. So you're gonna need it. You're gonna need it soon. So in that particular account, the risk tolerance should be fairly conservative because you're gonna withdraw it sooner as opposed to retirement account that you don't need for another 10 or 15 or 20 or 25 years. So your risk tolerance in your retirement accounts could and maybe should be completely different than your joint account because you're not gonna need that money anytime soon. Now, another common scenario where we really have to tweak risk tolerance is when a client holds a lot of stock of the employer. Many of my clients have a spouse that works for a corporation or they work at a corporation themselves. For example, like 3M or Microsoft or Salesforce, and they get a lot of awards and options. These can be worth tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, if this is the case, right, where they have all this concentrated stock, where the risk is five out of five, we may want to change their other accounts due to that risk exposure. If they have hundreds of thousands of dollars that are concentrated risk in one company. Now, beyond this, right, you wanna consider how actively you want your assets to be managed. The last two episodes, I talked about a couple of, of active strategies. Buy and hold and adjust, not having it actively managed at all, nothing wrong with that. So the question, my friends, is would you rather have your advisor be proactive at adjusting the risk exposures regularly or instead every once in a while? To fit either of these situations, there's two different types of asset allocation. We talk about strategic versus tactical asset allocation. Now, strategic doesn't change very much. It's static. Strategic essentially is buy and hold and adjust. 
of moderate risk tolerance would typically have 60% stocks, 40% bonds. The advisor may change the, the underlying investments, like let's say small caps to mid caps to large caps to international. But generally in a strategic asset allocation, mix of stocks to bonds doesn't change unless the risk tolerance changes. And now for a commercial break. Every year, about this time of the year, I have physicians asking me, Dave, I hate the taxes I'm paying. How can I lower my taxes? How can I understand what the heck is going on here? Well, that's why we have put together a tax cheat sheet that really has almost everything that you would ever wanna know about taxes. Two page document, super simple. I put together a few videos to walk you through it. All you have to do to receive this awesome document is tax the word cheat sheet. All one word, C-H-E-A-T-S-H-E-E-T to 833-343-2986. If you wanna get your copy of the 2023 tax cheat sheet, make sure to text the word, all one word, cheat sheet, C-H-E-A-T, S-H-E-E-T, to 833-343-2986. Nothing better you can do for yourself than to get educated on taxes. And so my friends, make sure to download that cheat sheet again. You can text all one word cheat sheet to 833-343-2986. And now back to the show. Now for the purpose of this discussion, I'm gonna assume alternatives like precious metals, commodities, real estate, maybe you're shorting the stock market. I'm gonna consider those quote unquote stocks or riskier asset classes. Meanwhile, tactical asset allocation is market timing. Tactical asset allocation. You're trying to be proactive in managing one risk or the other. This is the timing strategies we talked about the last two weeks. Those are tactical asset allocation. So someone may want to be hedging a recession or they might want to go uh, from long-term or short-term bonds to stocks or vice versa. These are all ways of being tactical. So now that, that you have all this information, how do you apply it? I encourage you think about really what, what are you willing to stomach? What are your goals? What are you trying to get out of this portfolio? Is it long-term? Is it short-term? When do you need this money? How long can you let it ride? Now, I may be <coughs> a little biased, but I do think talking to an investment professional really can help you evaluate where you're at, You know, get, get a, a third-party opinion on your portfolio, because maybe you do need some guidance, or maybe you don't, and you just need to know that you're in an okay spot. Now, one tool I like to point people to is Morningstar.com. This is a great way to understand your investments. And take a look. How did they do last year in 2022? How does that compare to 2021? 
that'll give you an idea of downside and upside volatility. In 2021, a really great year, 2022, a pretty crappy year, you know, about negative 20% on the S&P 500. Are you comfortable? How would you rate your investments on a scale of one to five in comparing the aggregate bond index versus the S&P versus the NASDAQ index? How did each of those compare in those two years? Right? What's the volatility of them? My general rule of thumb, don't have ever anything more than 20% in one investment, particularly like an individual stock, for example. If you have like the S&P 500, sure, 30 or 40% is fine. But in general, each investment that you have in your portfolio should have a completely different objective. They should go up and down for different reasons. For example, emerging market stocks go up for up and down for different reasons than large cap US stocks go up and down for different reasons than US treasuries go up and down for different reasons than investment grade bonds go up and down. And I would say you really, as you look at asset allocation, you have to look at, at the bond side of it too because that should be part of your portfolio. There can be some bonds that are more sensitive to changes in the economy than others. For example, junk rated or high yield companies, as they like to call them now to make it not sound so negative, have a poorer credit risk, meaning they're more likely to go bankrupt than investment grade companies that are much generally considered safer. Those junk, those high yield companies are more volatile when you look at the bonds. In times of higher risk, like last year, they act more like a high yield stock than a bond. Now, how does this work in practice? Generally, uh, I tend to prefer domestic investments because if you look at the S&P 500, guess what? Companies like 3M, Microsoft, Google, they're international companies, right? You, you're getting a, a mix of international domestic exposure by having our domestic U.S. companies at this particular time. Uh, you might have international bonds and domestic bonds. I generally prefer domestic bonds over international. But having some is good because maybe international does get to be better despite having a atrocious decade and a half relative to domestic stuff. Now, I think as, as we travel the roads of alternative investments, I, I mentioned them earlier, uh, things like precious metals, things like real estate. Really, my, my thoughts a decade ago are, are a lot different than they are today. And I think as we get closer and closer to the US dollar not being the reserve currency of the world, I think things like gold and precious metals will be important to have in the portfolio. But I think we're looking six, seven, eight, nine, ten years away before we get there. When and if we get there, I believe inflation's gonna be high. And having those investments will be a good hedge. But I would encourage you in the short term, until we get to that point, those things are likely to do about the same as inflation, maybe even worse. What's crazy about last year is despite inflation being high, precious metals did nothing. They did nothing. And so I believe that those are going to continue to underperform the domestic indices, but there will be a time and place that we're going to want to add more of those into the portfolio. 
So that covered a lot, my friends. Overall, of course, make sure to understand your risk tolerance. Make sure to understand your financial objectives, the objectives of each of your accounts, your individual financial situation before making some key investment decisions. If you have questions, you want to look at your portfolio together, get a feel on, hey, how would you rank this on a scale of one to five? It would be my honor, my pleasure to talk with you, help you out, get you pointed in the right way, and make sure that all is well. If you want to arrange an appointment with me, make sure to reach out to my assistant, Robbie. His email is assistant, A-S-S-I-S-T-A-N-T, just like the word is spelled, at daviddeniston.com. Again, assistant at daviddeniston.com. Well, this, my friends, wraps up yet another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Remember, friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded from registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com.
Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.